Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Under the Wayne Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. And I'm joined by former Michigan and NFL offensive lineman Thomas Gwines and the host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. This week's episode is sponsored by Jabs Gym. Learn the fundamentals of boxing through high-intensity cardio and strength workouts with locations throughout Metro Detroit, the Eastern Market, Ferndale, and Birmingham. We would also like to thank our other sponsor, Juke. You can purchase their athletic gear at jukefootball.com. Last Saturday, the Wolverines defeated Rutgers 31-7 at the Big House. J.J. McCarthy completed 15-21 passes for 214 yards and a touchdown. Blake Crum had 97 yards and two touchdowns, and Colson Loveland had five catches for 75 yards. Thomas, what did you like about this week's win versus Rutgers? I think this week's win was just basically that it was a win. I wasn't overly impressed with our, our performance. Um, again, it's just about let's get out these games healthy. Let's get the W, of course. I thought our defense did a, a pretty admirable job as far as keeping the Scarlet Knights out of the end zone. Um, from that, I think uh, when I sit back and look at JJ's performance, I think he's kind of getting back to the JJ of the first two games. Had some really nice passes in there. Had one mm-hmm. where he just dropped it right there in the bucket. I want to say it was to Lovelace or to one of our tight ends. That was a gorgeous pass by JJ. Showed really good decision making from what I thought. Um, passes were accurate. Still showed the ability to run. A couple times where we had those uh, play action or or run pass options RPOs looked like, and where he pulled the ball and he was actually the the uh, designated ball carrier at the time. Um, didn't do anything stupid by taking any big hits, got the yardage that he needed to get. Did a really good job on the third down, I believe we were going for, where uh, he punched it up the hole, stuck the ball out, crossed the, the first first yard, first down uh, plane, brought it back in. So I think the IQ is definitely there. The decision-making process is definitely there. Um, I'm, the jury's still out with my offensive line right now. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know, we're running zone, we're not getting the yardage that we used to get last year, but we were doing a really good job of changing the line of scrimmage um, on the short yardage plays. So anytime we got down, mm-hmm. you know, second and goal or whatever, right up the middle, changing changing the line of scrimmage, getting some good punch up the middle. So, like I said, it was a win against the Scarlet Knights. I think we did a serviceable job. It was Coach Harbaugh's first game back, so it was good to get him that win. I want to say it was his 100th game coaching. For the maize and blue. So, um, again, nothing special. It was a workmanlike day. Still mm-hmm. looking for us to delve a little bit deeper into the playbook, though, as we continue to get deeper into this Big Ten season. Uh, first off, you know, I do want to talk about this defense. And I wanted to talk about how we are now uh, habitually starting slow, you know, and uh, are morphing into that second-half team again. You know, first half, we came out. On a busted play and a missed tackle, third play of the game. You know, I think they might have taken 60, 70 yards for a slant for a touchdown. Besides that, we shut the we just shut this team out. I think that we may uh how many we've given up two touchdowns this season. I think that we rank number one in defense, uh, with five point three points per game. Good lord. Are uh, we looking at the best defense in Michigan history? We'll see when we get deeper into the Big Ten program. Uh second of all, I did also want to bring up the 
tradition of Michigan tight ends. Uh, Lovelace has picked that up. He's carried that torch, and he's a baller, man. So I looked at other stats uh, besides the tight end. And uh, around America, we have the number one quarter, we have the number one passing quarterback QBR. We have the number one uh, running back with, with touchdowns, and the number one receiver in the country with receiving touchdowns. That's all three levels. That's not bad. Now, we're running into the, – the offensive line isn't gentlemen. We're running into traffic. I think that the biggest uh, disparity between last year and this year was that All-American senior that we had. I mean, a center that we had. He's not there anymore. You know, we're not able to move guys around at the point. You know, so that's uh, becoming a big difference. And you, you can see it there. We're, we're gelling and we're coming together. And I also want to tip my hat off to Mr. Samuel still. He's a baller. That's about it. Yeah, definitely let me back up and recant just that little bit as far as us keeping uh, Scarlet Knights out of the end zone. Again, it was that it's the slant play, right? Goes back to however many moons ago when Indiana hit us with that against the Don Brown defense and everybody mm-hmm. started to pick up on that. So, you know, we're definitely going to have to do a lot better job as far as protecting the middle. And then we're able to get a hat on hat on those guys. Let's let's wrap up and get the uh, for sure tackle. That was a missed tackle, TG. You know, so but so that was an anomaly. You know, first of all, yeah. it was a slant. You know, caught on a second level, right behind the linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Right. First of all, the linebacker was supposed to drop back in his hook curl zone, and he let a slant get behind him. First of all, that's not supposed to happen. You know, um, that's more dig. Uh, territory, you know, or, or, or deep right. curl territory, you know, so I understand that, but still that, that safety has to make that tackle. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, Besides, again, go back to my point, you got to wrap up, you know, fundamental mm-hmm. football can't just be looking for the big hit, nor can you just, nor can you get sucked in looking into the backfield and, and lay on your rotation, getting over the top. Yeah. Now also Gavin Wimsat, he was a pretty good athlete, you know, especially mm-hmm. they said this kid is uh, just turned 19. Yeah, he was a pretty good uh quarterback, man, a dual threat. So is that a sign of things to come for the remainder of the season when we face dual threat running quarterbacks? Well, we have issues with them. You know, when we come around we always have, and, and that goes mm-hmm. back to shortly after I graduated when we played Syracuse mm-hmm. and Donovan McNabb was McNabb still there. there. And, yeah. and right, and we got exposed to to our inability to kind of contain right so i think it's going to be and the, and the other piece to it too rob i'm still mm-hmm. not seeing a breakout uh pass rusher at this uh-uh. time i think i think overall up front uh, between the front four again definitely doing a serviceable job mm-hmm. but i'm not Chris seeing Jenkins. anybody that's that's donovan coming off mm-hmm. um not seen anyone like a a a Aiden or Matt McCurry. Exactly. Yeah. The rest of our guys that were just screaming off those edges, right? Mm-hmm. But I think as a unit, we are doing pretty good. No, well, there are no particular standouts that we've had of of pass. Let's see how many yards we gave up. I'm sorry. Total yards last year. Uh, we gave up 257 yards, 180 on the ground, but that was one, you know, 67 yards. Right, play. play. That's not play. bad. That's not bad. You no. might you we were close to holding them under under a hundred passing and rushing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Uh, as a unit, they're playing ball. They like that right. 2004 Detroit Pistons team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, no names, but uh, they they gel together and they're right. just uh, yeah, one unit. You know, one heartbeat. So yeah. And I think that's might be our our character this year. We may just be a very boring team this year. 
Yeah. Um, you, you, we may have some wild plays, some splash plays here and there. But again, as I said before, it's all about getting the W, getting out of each game healthy as we continue to prepare for, uh, for the uh, following week's upcoming performance. Looking forward to going to Memorial Stadium out in mm-hmm. Nebraska. Um, they're trying to do some things. They're still not the Nebraska of old. But mm-hmm. what I am concerned about is is going to be our tackle play. Yeah. Um, again, we gave up a sack this week. And uh, I'm noticing that our tackles are having problems with athletic defense events, smaller mm-hmm. guys who want to come screaming off the off the corners. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska, Nebraska has some some really try hard guys, some high motor guys. They're number 97. I, I watched him against uh, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, likes to bring the funk a little bit. And their number zero plays a nose guard three techniques. They're big interior alignment. So I'm interested to see how our center and guard play deals with him as well because they were wreaking a little bit of havoc for the hey. uh, Louisiana Tech guys. Hey, hey, just to interject, let's 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 be uh, realistic here. Nebraska is coming. First of all, right. you know it, 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 you know it comes for the head down. And uh, Matt Rule is a top tier coach in uh, Division One college football. You know, he turned programs around. And I'm sorry, yeah, the Carolina Panthers looking competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's coming there and he's going to turn that program around. So they're going to be coming the next few years. Uh, in addition to that, I, I think what you said about the running quarterback, I, you know, who doesn't have the issue with the dual threat quarterback? You know, how can we contain it? And, you know, lastly is the fact that we do look boring. We do look like a different team from last year. Bowling, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, it's the exact same team from last year. So we do have that explosive nature in this. We're mm-hmm. just ready to open it up. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It. How deep are we going to get into the playbook? And again, I don't know if this is a Coach Moore thing where mm-hmm. I'm confident enough as, as far as what I saw during the week mm-hmm. that I only have to stay into the, you know, shallow to shallow to maybe medium end of the pool and uh-huh. not, that's not necessarily delve too deeply with our play calling as of yet to allow other teams to kind of scout us out a little bit. Who knows? I don't have that insider insight, if you will, but it's all about getting the W ladies and gentlemen. It may not be the most entertaining as it was last year with all the splash plays that we had last year, but Mm -hmm. as long as we continue to grind it out and get the win, I'm happy with it. It makes it, it's boring, but it also makes it a little bit more exciting to watch. And what I mean by that is, is that we're not having the blowout games that we that we had, yeah. and where those games are now competitive, it makes you want to stick around and watch, right? That's so. an issue though, TG, because you know, some football players, you know, we're mentally, you know, uh, we're mentally like, uh, you know, locked in on routine, you know, improving right. to yourself and who you are as a staff and a squad. Can you do this? So if they don't see themselves doing this, when they get down, uh, when it gets a little bit, uh, you know, later on in the season and they have to win a shootout, do they believe that they can do it? Are they used to it? You get what I'm saying? When will we see it? I think that this week we need to come out. We need to try to put up 50 against Nebraska just to spark that offense and uh, get that confidence back and get it rolling. And the other, so I don't disagree with you. So mm-hmm. not only, you know, putting up that 50, but putting up 50 away from home. Because I, I believe we are in East Lansing this year, if memory mm-hmm. serves me correct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we have some hostile confines to step into um, as the season progresses as we try to three-peat as Big Ten champions. So this is 
like I said, I think this is going to be our first really good early test, test yeah. um, against a team that, that, as you said, is going to be well coached. That's mm-hmm. going to go into a super hostile environment. Memorial Stadium is, is a hell of a place to play against a bunch of guys that's looking to bring a little bit of luster back to a, a historic yeah. program. Yeah. So what better way to, you know, wipe the dust off than to get a dub against the Wolverines? Did I see that uh, Scott Frost took the Michigan State job? Hmm, I don't know. I have not seen that. No. Did you see that, Kyle? No, I have not. I haven't been keeping up too much with what's been going on lately. It was already enough drama for me. I had to check out, right. you know. So, yeah, anytime, yeah, I anytime seen you screw up ninety-five million. Okay, thank you. That uh, that was uh, that was an April Fool. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, forget that. Yeah, that was April. I saw that somewhere. I'm like, what in the world? But the other thing too, you know, Rob was talking about our tight end work, and again. Mm-hmm. I salute our tight ends, but the one thing I am seeing as a chink in their armor, our tight ends are not blocking um, mm-hmm. to the level of standard that I'm used to. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not saying that they're not doing a good job, but just having played with some of the guys I played with, some of the tight ends that came before me, they were great receivers and did their thing out in the open field, great athletes. But when it was time to come down and get your face across mm-hmm. and help drive those defensive ends, off the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm not seeing that as of yet. So hopefully we're still oh. continuing to work in that part of the yeah. game. We're, we're pretty deep in that position. And that's one thing about it. So we do have the ability to bring in, you know, uh, block uh, first tight ends and pass right. second tight ends. It's not right. really that neutral guy at 50-50, but we haven't right. really had that. You know, Jake, uh, I can't remember, uh, Jake Buck, was, uh, maybe in the last one, he wasn't yeah. even really a blocking tight end. Right. Uh, Jay, Re- Jay Reamers, month. Right. Now, Jay, because I played with Jay, mm-hmm. so, like, as a tackle, me and Jay used to get some hella fire tab blocks in there. But, again, like I said, you hit Jay coming across the middle, yeah. Jay was going to go up and go get that ball. That's right. right. And, 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 make, and, and take two or three guys to get him down. So, what I see right now within the tight end play, it kind of sort of seeming like that's the, the trend right now. Mm-hmm. Our tight ends are basically slow receivers. You know, we mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. – um, some of the guys that are in the NFL that are making a lot of noise. Other than Kittle, um, yep. for the 49ers, Kittle, Kittle's a good blocker. But, you yeah, know, he is. I haven't seen Travis uh, Kelso. No, he ain't getting down you know, there. Right. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's basically a slow receiver. So, um, with that being said, I'm, I'm looking to see us get a little bit more aggressive at the point of attack because a lot of our blocking schemes, for mm-hmm. those that really don't pay attention, our tight ends are very uh, intimately involved with that. A lot of our counters, instead of pulling that backside tackle, we're bringing that tight end. Maybe um, that's what's missing from that explosive run play. Well, I'm telling you what it is. If you go back and watch, if you go back and watch any of our games when we're running zone, mm-hmm. when we come off the ball, we're not coming off the ball. They're taking their steps, but it's almost like they're chopping their feet in place, then making contact they're not firing with the defensive off. lineman and then trying to drive. And by that time, the back's already in the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Back in our day, you know, you were firing off at your proper angle, yep. proper pad level, mm-hmm. and then also with proper hat placement. Yep. Watch us in the zone game. We play high. And that's the reason why we're not getting as much movement off the line of scrimmage. Those short yardage plays, when we're busting it right up the gut, it's mm-hmm. almost like we're running uh, a wedge block, if, if mm-hmm. you will. We're getting definite push up that middle. 
Yeah, when is Donovan? I'm sorry, I thought you were finished. My bad. No, I'm just saying when we're running that those those zone schemes, you're not seeing the level of separation that we saw vote. When are we gonna have a Donovan Edwards sighting? I'm like, come on, God damn! I think, look, I, think Donovan, like- I think Donovan's in his head right now. I think Donovan's in his, like I said, in his own head. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of plays where I thought if he just would have planted his foot and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been big plays. Um, even so, still, I, 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 Blake is not the Blake of old. Blake doing is not job, yeah. Yeah. throwing up good numbers, right? Yeah. But as I said before. We got spoiled last year yeah. with that one-two punch. Yeah. Um, I'm just not seeing the level of productivity that we had. And again, mm-hmm. you know, the season's still young. It's still early in the season. Hopefully, we're going to get back to that when it really counts. But yeah. as of these first four games, I haven't really seen it out of either one of those guys. Last week, it gave me an opportunity to let my girl know what three yards in a cloud of dust was. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically, yeah. that was it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. just hopefully that was just play calling. And because we were confident that we had a handle on the Scarlet Knights and what they were going to do, um, continue to watch two defensive fronts against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that TCU game, when we lost to those guys, watch what the linebackers are doing. Watch where the, watch where the stunts are coming from. Mm-hmm. And watch the uh, where the blitzes are coming from as well against this Michigan offensive line. I don't really feel like defensive coordinators are that afraid where we're going to be able to pick a lot of this stuff up when you start bringing some of those exotic looks. So I think that may be a little bit of a burr under our saddle, if you will, as as well as the season continues to mature. And that's it for this week's episode of Under the Wayne's Helmet. Thank you to our sponsors, Jabs, Jim, mm-hmm. and Juke. Also, be sure to check out Under the Wing Helmet merchandise at ASAPElite.com. Come back next week where we preview the Week 5 matchup. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and the Believe Podcast Network. You can also watch us on ASAPElite.com and the ASAP Elite YouTube channel. For Thomas Gwines and Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Hell yeah. Hey, y'all see the shirt, just so y'all know. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.